This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hi and welcome to the Broadcast Podcast. I'm really excited today because we have um, some special guests with us. So we've got Tim Simmons, who you know well, um, who leads the church in Christchurch, Manchester. You want to say hi, Tim? Hi, Beth. <laughs> hi, Tim. And then also we have Catherine Brown with us today, who's from New Community Church in Sidcup. Um, yeah, hi, Hello. Catherine. <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> Yeah, so today we are actually going to be talking to you about um, something called Project 23, which we'll get into more detail with um, further on in the podcast. But basically, uh, Project 23 is going to be for students and 20s. It's a conference and it's going to be held in Milton Keynes this March. And uh, it's all about basically wanting to see God move in this current generation of Gen Zs and millennials. So it's amazing. Tim is got the burden of heading it up and doing all the organizing and planning um which uh yeah he's thriving on um but yeah we just thought it'd be really great to get together and just discuss yeah kind of what is um what's God's call right now for this generation what are the things they're kind of facing and actually in some of the promo that we've been doing on um TikTok that some of you may have heard of <laughs> um it's uh we've been asking um students in 20s on the streets of Manchester to describe their 20s in three words so we're going to kick it off Catherine Tim can you for me describe and I'll pitch in as well can you describe your 20s in three words uh yeah so I am still in my 20s so I would say um formative um adventure and um possibility mm. nice well they were much better than my three words <laughs> so my 20s are a long way behind me so I'm in my mid 40s so my three words were far far away that's how i describe my 20s yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd go, I, so I've, I'm biased because I've heard so many different um, people answer this question now that I must be partly formed by what I've heard. But I'd definitely go unpredictable, um, uh, exciting, and uh, yeah, I'd probably go formative as well. I think that's a really mm-hmm. good one, Catherine. Yeah, they're, um, they're big shaping years. So, um, yeah. And I also am still in my 20s, so still a couple more to do of shaping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just thought going to kick us off then. So, Tim and Catherine, what are some of the big things that you think Gen Zs and millennials are facing at the moment um, in terms of like everyday life and how can we bring God into those situations and areas, really? Well, I was thinking about this a little bit earlier because I was thinking about what would my answer be for what, thinking about my own 20s and was reflecting just in time scale. I like left school when I was in 95 when I was 18 and left uni in the year 2000 and finished and and turned 30 in 2007. So my 20s were in a time of relative economic prosperity and Mm. at least in our own country and probably our own continent, relative stability Uh, and pre-internet I mean, the internet was there, but pre the proliferation of social media. And so I'm not a digital native by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) And so I remember the first kid at my school who had a a phone mobile was in in sick form. It was when I was 18 and he was the only one in school. So we always wondered who he actually spoke to. We assumed it was just his (laughs) mum that he would talk to. So so it's uh, so actually and the 
it's interesting to reflect on what the people in our church in our city are, uh, in their 20s the the way that life comes at them is very very different to how it came mm. at me and some of the themes are all still there um but it, it i think um some of the pressures that gen z's and millennials are under particularly younger millennials is is just so different it's hard for me to comprehend actually so mm. i i have to pause and listen quite a lot so i'm keen for you two to explain it to me <laughs> i don't know how much wisdom i have but i think some of my reflections on just being in my 20s in this sort of like cultural moment and then looking back on history and I count your generation in that history, Tim. Um, <laughs> I am history. And just looking back, even, you know, like people that were 20, like 15 years ago or 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, it's just so different now because mm. the rate of change in the world has increased by like tenfold. So mm. last month, I wasn't thinking about AI at all. It might have been a silly icebreaker, but mm. now with ChatGPT... I'm talking about AI every single day and thinking about it as like, a, how do we like approach this as a Christian? How, how do I talk to people about this? And I think there's those changes most months, whether it's a massive like world event, war or earthquake, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's an advancement in technology, it mm. has felt like for my whole 20s, there has been like one big thing after another to consider. And that might just be because of social media, we hear about it more. But I do think, you know, technology is advancing in a way that is particularly intense. Um, and that's very exciting because there's so much possibility. We're connected in the digital space, job-wise, degree-wise. You could go anywhere, do anything, meet anyone. You could connect with people in Brazil really easily mm. in a way that you couldn't um, a decade ago. But that also, I think, has produced real anxiety in my generation because we don't really know who we are, what we want to do. There's just too many possibilities. And if you don't have a foundation and there's no boundaries to your life, where do you go with all of those possibilities? And I think what we think um, should have created freedom has just created and produced anxiety. And I think mm. that's where we as Christians in our 20s can stand up and speak to that because we go, look, I'm, I know what foundation my life is built on. I know the boundaries in which I live within and I know the freedom that can come from that because of Jesus. It's not because of advancements in technology. So mm -hmm. I think we have an opportunity um, to speak into that, but I think it is something we have to wrestle with and really know our identity in Christ. And that I think is something that I've learned and I'm still learning in my 20s. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, definitely. No, I was just thinking as you're speaking there, Catherine, that um, as I was going into my 20s, however long ago, I'm not going to say how long, um, like Instagram was just coming about. It was very early days of Instagram. And I look at the um, the Instagram that existed when I was like 19, 20 and the Instagram that exists now. Uh, yeah, like that growth of connectedness that you were kind of speaking about, Catherine, and it's what what freedom has it brought us? And actually, I think it's brought um, uh, a real kind of um, need of always being available. Um, and same with WhatsApp and that kind of, that connectedness 
again, while it was supposed to bring um, freedom and maybe community has caused people to kind of go in on themselves and become maybe more isolated because it's overwhelming and it's, uh, yeah, this kind of, we're always at the end of our phone. It's, mm. yeah, it's, it's quite overwhelming. It produces, like you said, a lot of anxiety for, um, yeah, a lot of people, um, a lot of young people today. So, yeah, it's an, an interesting one. It's fascinating. I was thinking about myself when I was... So I'm, I would describe myself as a Gen Xer. And mm. the things that... I remember doing training in churches when I was 18, 19, 20. And the, the people who were 20 years older than me, who we would call the baby boomers, they would be teaching us about what Generation X, which is the new generation, what they're looking for and mm. what's, uh, what's wrong with them effectively. What, what's, what's it with this new generation? And I remember... Uh, then when you listen to people talk about Gen Z or millennials now, it's really not very different, actually. So disaffected with authority, sense of social justice, um, desire to kind of have a go themselves and all of that sort of stuff we would see uh, with ours. But the, the difference is the sheer volume of information that comes at you and the sheer volume of things that you, people expect you to have some sort of opinion on. So... Um, and that at a very basic level, almost everybody's expected to have an opinion on it. And it seems to produce either that anxiety you guys have talked about or people just kind of tap out a little bit as well uh, and decide not to tune into anything at all. And there's a there's a certain numbness, uh, I think, that can come into um, that age group as well, which, I, yeah, which uh, makes me nervous on their behalf, I guess. Um, mm. It's not an easy situation that we put them in. Yeah. yeah, I remember when I did student work uh, when in, the, in a church in Birmingham when Facebook first kind of was launched internationally. And uh, I remember it almost overnight. It produced change within the age group. And they, they would all joke about how much, little, how much less work they were doing uh, <laughs> in their, at their degree. And actually, if you remember what Facebook was like then, I mean, you guys were little, so, but I remember it. And uh, it, you could do, there was basically nothing you could do on it. You could barely do anything at all. Um, and it was just Very slightly cheap. more... Yeah, no, it was slightly more functional than MySpace. <laughs> that was it. And just slightly more proliferated than Bebo, I think it was called. So, <laughs> um, it, but actually, it produced social change really, really quickly. And... Mm in terms of how people interacted and it was very local at the time so it really was your mates that you knew but then the it flipped to global very quickly and yeah it was it was fascinating to watch but yeah the sheer volume of stuff that comes at people mm. I, I think is pretty intimidating actually mm. Mm. yeah and where else maybe 10 20 years ago everyone will have would have been watching the same sort of five channels on tv or watching the same shows because that's the only thing they had like they could watch whereas now you know you could watch everything at any time like there's so many movies there's so many different streaming services there's so many different viral videos and funny tiktoks and there's so many different trends that you do feel like right if i want to be relevant to culture mm. and keep up with my friends and also if i just want to like engage with what's going on there's so much i have to engage with um and then on the flip side as well phone is just a very easy sort of endorphin hit and when you know things are hard or you're bored or whatever you just quickly go on your phone and you're right it is a numbing and distraction thing um and I think yeah that is a challenge for my generation to learn how to sort of 
have that self-control and put those sort of boundaries and limits in for ourselves, and decide right what am I living for how do I want to spend my time mm. and then live according to that but it's, it's definitely a challenge I know it's a challenge in my life as well like phones are so addictive um, and it's so easy just to like sink time on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is um, so yeah but but obviously God has loads to say <laughs> about that mm. and um, I think it's good that we're even having these conversations because lots of people just don't even consider um, how they're spending their time or how mm. they're using media or anything like that so mm. yeah it's definitely an area to find freedom in. Mm. I think the world feels it looks to me like being in your late teens and 20s is it feels more exposed than it did when I was that age partly because you can present yourself online quite quite easily but you are um the potential threats to you in the world seem to have much higher profile than they did um for everybody as well it seems like there is Mm. it that the internet has produced this idea that there is always somebody who's against you in some way or shape and that that is quite identity forming in itself. But also that you know, there's much um, greater understanding, for example, of how it seems women are treated in our society and young women particularly. Uh, and so that that looks more exposed than it did. Now, I'd say this is a, an old white bloke. So my like my understanding of it is pretty limited so it'd be interesting to talk to um someone of my age a woman of my age and how she viewed the world um when I was in my late teens and 20s she may have a very different take to me but just from what you see around you and looking at what my own kids are exposed to it seems like this sense of threat (laughs) is Mm. more more imminent and more um surrounding than it was um, mm-hmm. And maybe it was always there and that just the veil of naivety has been lifted a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, well, I think we live as well in an era of cancel culture, don't we? And mm-hmm. so if you're 19, 20, 20s are all about figuring out who you are, if that fear of, oh, I'm going to be cancelled if I am this person, I'm going to be cancelled if I am that person, or that kind of, yeah, bobbing around of like, oh, I can't possibly think that or say that because I might get cancelled or, you know. Um, which I, I'm not saying is only an issue for this generation now, mm. but I think in those formative years, like we're saying, it, um, yeah, it's scary. It's a scary mm. thing. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it is different, um, like in this and our lifetime because of social media. So, mm. you know, Christians have always had views that are countercultural, mm. but the exposure of our lives and you know if you get a young person up to preach and that preaches online you know just the exposure of of all of that and 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 some of that's really good because it means we can declare the gospel far and wide and it means in the digital space evangelism is possible and I don't think it's the worst thing I think it's very biblical actually to expect to have pushback and to be reviled and to be hated um, by the world in some senses. Like that, that's very biblical to expect that. So I think the challenge to our generation is probably to expect a bit more of that as we um, yeah, share about mm. <laughs> our countercultural views as Christians and are bold mm. to speak those things out because cultures become quite binary, especially in the online space around this is the right way to think 
this is the right way to think about all of these different issues that are about identity and you know what it means to be human this is how you have to think or you'll get cancelled you can't have an opposing view there's not a discussion here this is Mm. it it's black and white where else we want to be able to enter into those conversations or not even conversations those statements and go I think there's a conversation to be had here and that will come with major pushback Mm. um but it is worth it for Jesus um and I think yeah I'd love to see my generation equipped to do that and Mm. feel ready to do that um and not be anxious because they know what their life is built on, who their life is for. Mm. Um, and that will make them stand out, make us all stand out so much for Christ if, we, if we're yeah, bold enough to do, to do that and step into those conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. That kind of leads me into my next question, really, when you, you know, Catherine, you talk about boldness and stepping out um, for this, this current generation. It's like, basically, how do you want to see God move in this generation? Um, mm. Yeah, I think um, probably just repeating what I've already said, like I'd love to see my generation free um, Mm. and free of anxiety because they know Jesus, because they know that their life has meaning, that they were created on purpose, for a purpose, that they have a firm foundation that they are standing on. They're rooted in Christ. So they're not sort of floating around with all the possibilities they see the possibilities and the invitation all of those possibilities hold and that's an exciting potentially transformative thing Mm. rather than a like anxiety inducing oh no who am I thing um and I think I just I long to see um young people burning with a real passion for God that leads them to put themselves in situations that are radical and leads them to put themselves in situations which means they might not be liked and they're willing Mm. to share their faith and they're willing to declare who Jesus is and um yeah that I just see just a radical generation just just ready to to step out for Jesus that that's what I long to see God do Mm. yeah Yeah. very good I mean I'm the same really I mean listening to Catherine talk about the uh, the sheer volume of content that comes at people uh, and the, we talked about the information and all the pre- uh, the pressures that there are we we it's a generation that likes to look at stuff um, and constantly look at stuff uh, and so I, I guess I think well I would like to present a compelling vision of what it is to follow Jesus in the modern world um, and how that uh, yeah and how a, a compelling vision for faith and for the church that you're part of and your own part that you get to play in it as well uh, and mission and what we can do in terms of uh, reaching the lost in other nations too i th- i think this generation it should be frontline and uh, keenly involved in helping us to to shape what that looks like and means and using their i think they have quite a lot of deep cultural wisdom actually from what they're exposed to and what they take part in and what they shape themselves um in ways that actually Perhaps the key stakeholders at the moment don't have that um, that experience. So I think a like a compelling vision for what it is to follow Jesus today uh, as a young person, as a Gen mm. Z. I think, uh, yeah, I'm very keen on that. That's what we want, really. Mm. That's mm. 
Yeah, and so off the back of that, the reason we're here and, and talking about Gen Zs and Millennials, Tim, can you tell us what is Project 23 then? Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. um, it just it came out of lots of conversations um, that I had with a lot of different people and a gut feeling I think I had in lockdown um, So in for our church. And we, we noticed, and me and you, Beth, would have noticed this mm-hmm. as well, that the when lockdown started, my first reaction was, are oh, the young people will be fine. They know how to work a screen. <laughs> they can tune in <laughs> to, a, to a church online and will probably prefer it. And the old people are going to struggle because they've got fat fingers and they can't do it properly. <laughs> um, but actually, the opposite was true. I just noticed that actually the the older people were much keener to engage. And by older people, I mean kind of 35 plus. Um, it, that, that, you know, is a sweeping statement. Um, it seemed that the Gen Zs and millennials just felt the sense of loss of being gathered much more keenly, which kind of threw on its head lots of theories that I think people had about that age group mm. um, and would call them flaky and uh, you know, not turn up regularly enough and not get involved. And actually, their their sense of loss, I think, for them was so profound. Mm. Um, and it's, it, you know, as a church, it took us a while to re-engage with that crowd and to bring them back in. It was a, a harder job. And that just caused us to reflect on that age group. And, and for me, it, that, that idea of presenting a compelling vision to them of for faith, for church, for mission, for global mission um, was is kind of the project, I suppose. I want them to feel like they are involved and shaping and can be leaders. And I guess as well, I think in our uh, kind of end of the Christian world, uh, we talk a lot about um, like Ephesians 4 ministry, like apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. And I was thinking, oh, if we could engage our 18-year-olds to our 25-year-olds in that like really early that kind of sense of drift and deconstruction we see in that age group, perhaps if they're more engaged and feel more trusted and more put into the front lines, um, that that would be better for them. That would disciple them mm. better than waiting until they're older and maturer. Um, mm. So for me, Project is a, a one-day event or a one-and-a-half-day event, which you know, doesn't solve all your problems in a conference, does it? But <laughs> it felt like this is a kind of first first step in saying we we want to engage this age group we want Mm. um we want to release them and by release them i mean i feel like we're holding them back or keeping them out to to bring them in properly that would be what i feel catherine what do you feel about it yeah um i agree with all of those things and it's cool to hear yeah your journey with it tim and how this was born um but I, I, yeah, I think it's going to be a unique space as well, just because it's New Frontiers. So um, I think there's some values that New Frontiers have that mm. actually, um, yeah, as we gather as across different spheres and, you know, young people across all of those um, spheres, but still under the New Frontiers umbrella, I think there's quite a lot of like synergy and unity in that and I I hope it will feel like a big family gathering. I'm sure it will. Um, I just think there's a real opportunity for 20s to make new friends and to meet people and people who are also passionate about God, who are doing similar jobs in the same stage of life, asking the same questions. And actually there are some, yeah, friendships that could form into lifelong friendships that will help people just navigate the rest of their 20s and then 30s and 40s. And Mm. 
these are sort of the people we're going to be doing church with, um, maybe even for the rest of our lives. You know, if we stay in mm. New Frontiers churches, these are the people who are here and more people are going to get saved and added, of course. But, you know, th- these are the potential next generation of church leaders and church planters and, and all of that. So I think it's a, a really exciting space for connection and gathering and meeting people and just seeing what God could do. I think there's going to be dreams that God plants um, and sort of, yeah, things that God starts to grow in people's hearts, gifts and whatever, that there's stories that people say at Project 23, God spoke to me about this and now five years on, Mm. we're doing this, we're getting sent here, we're going here and Mm. it's in these moments when you gather and you're specifically seeking God um, that, yeah, God does seem to just speak in those moments and call out things. So I'm excited for the potential of that. And, mm. um, yeah, it's just going to be loads of fun as well, mm. which is always great. <laughs> it's going to be, you know, street food is great, games <laughs> is great, and then just a load of fun, short talks with discussion time, worship, ministry. I mean, all of that is just, it's going to be a great weekend. So, mm. yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be good. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, yeah, so I know, Catherine, you're going to be speaking uh, over the conference as well. Can you tell us a bit more about who else is going to be speaking there? Yeah, you, we mentioned as well there's going to be street food and just, yeah, a bit more info about if someone's listening to this podcast and has never heard of what's Project Red 3 or what's going to be happening there, you can brief outline of what to expect. Uh-huh. Yeah. So on the Friday, <laughs> Friday evening, Catherine, what have we got there? Friday evening, we have got street food. So we've got three different street food vans, I think, Tim. Is that right? Yes. And All then... with vegetarian options. Oh, fantastic. Some cheeky vegan options in there as well, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and that is included in your ticket price. So mm. that's a big win. You just show up. and choose what food you want to eat and you get it um so that's good and then yeah we're going to be doing some games so big quiz vibes but not sit down and answer questions there'll be a lot of getting up and running around and there might be some cheeky prizes so (laughs) it's going to be fun but we're going to be mixing people up so you won't just be sat with your church it's an opportunity to sort of meet other people we're also going to have a hot topics panel on that friday so We've got different people on that panel, including Andrew Bunt, who works for Living Out, and he's also part of a New Frontiers church in Hastings. And um, that's just an opportunity for people to ask questions about all of those hot topic identity Mm. issues, whatever you have questions about. Um, (laughs) But I think it would be just really helpful to, Mm. in a safe space, just dive into how we talk about hot topics with our friends that don't know Jesus and for ourselves, how we work out our theology around those issues. Mm. It's going to be the ultimate icebreaker, ridiculous games and really difficult questions. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Emotionally drained. Yeah. Yeah. 11 o'clock Friday evening. (laughs) The dream. Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. And then the Saturday, what can we expect from the Saturday? So Saturday, we've got four speakers, including Catherine. So Catherine's going to talk about having a big vision for kind of mission and evangelism. Um, then we've got a, a lady called Taylor Bentliff who spoke at uh, New Day, which is a, a big youth event that New Frontiers runs. And she's uh, from London and just a brilliant speaker. And I think she will do a great job. And then a guy called Tom Scrivens, who's kind of helped us put together this event he's from Ipswich um leads a church there and then a guy called Andy McCulloch 
who runs the Unreached Network and uh, is involved in church planting and help people plant churches in um, all sorts of crazy places in the world. Um, and he is, yeah, they're all really good speakers. Uh, mm. And our hope is that actually people do get a sense of vision for those different things. They're all meant mm. to tie together. So starting with big vision for your faith and then church, then mission, then global mission. It's kind of step by step out, I guess. Um, and I, I, my hope is it gets different people at different places and wherever they are in their walk with God. And like Catherine said, mm. actually, to have maybe that sense of uh, God speaks to you about somewhere. And then uh, obviously we've got plenty of time for worship. And at the end of the day, um, we'll have a longer time of worship and ministry and a bit of commissioning and you know, we're seeing God move and sending people out. So, mm. yeah. And lunch as well, which is also part of your <laughs> ticket price. Yeah. yeah yeah and tickets are the astounding low price of 25 pounds as well which is insane for any conference festival that even includes food it's just something crazy I, we are losing somebody some money somewhere yeah but it's not me personally so yeah. i'm sleeping they're well not on night, this yeah. podcast so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, all you need to do is find some accommodation in Milton Keynes if you live further away than, you know, an hour commute or a bit further than, yeah, you just need to find yourself some accommodation. You can sign up and get your ticket at projectstudents20s.com. Um, yeah, Tim is nodding. That is the right <laughs> address. I was just double checking. Um, yeah, you can get your ticket for £25. Book in as soon as possible just to ensure your space. But we are so excited to see you in a month's time for Project 23. Um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us, guys. Yeah, anything else to add? Or... Uh, tickets are selling fast. We have got mm. a lot more people booked in than I thought we would at this stage. So... There is a limit on the tickets, so mm. I would get by in as quick as you can. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Ben. Amazing. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs>